0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, has there been a lot of hype around the All Blacks Argentina? I'd imagine there will be hype. There'll be plenty of discussion if we lose this test. First All Black test of World Cup year. Two fine gentlemen about to join me on the programme. Both highly passionate about the game both bring complete subjectivity to the discussion. Neither have been all blacks, but or Springbok, because one is South African. But both love the game with a passion and two very, very astute gentlemen. John O'Connor joins us. Hi, John. Good day, mate. And Steve Harris joins us. Good day, Steve. Yeah. Good evening, Moro. Good evening, John. Good evening, your listeners. Now, Steve, I'm going to start. Is he talking, is he talking about us, Steve? He uh, is. Yes, two fine, <laughs> distinguished gentlemen. Don't don't believe a word that your wives or ex wives say about you. Trust me, you are two very fine, distinguished gentlemen. Um, now, Steve, I'm going to start with you. How important is it that we win this test, but we win all these tests in this rugby championship coming up? We've had three years of experimentation. We've had three years where coaches have said, Oh, look, judge us on the World Cup. That nonsense has got to stop in my opinion. But how important is it that we win these tests and what bearing does it have on the Rugby World Cup? Yeah, probably not a lot of on the
1: on the rugby. World Cup moving forward because you could probably inevitably lose this particular series, but still win the World Cup. But I think in terms of the All Blacks' confidence-wise, I think it's actually really, really important that they actually they actually get across the line just to give them, just to give them some confidence going into the World Cup. It's, it's a really short short period, isn't it? You've only really got these three games: Bledisloe Cup, and of course that uh, uh, pre-test against uh, South Africa in uh, London. So yeah doubly important that
0: they actually win all three games, in my opinion. Yeah, John, the thing for me is, you'd imagine that Foster's going to put out the team, you know, he's had three years, he's sort of starting to get his com- what he believes are his best combinations, and that's up for debate, and we'll have that debate, but it would be pretty worrying if the team that he puts out on the park was to drop this test and then lose to South Africa a week later, because suddenly you're back to square one, and you'd sort of feel like the last three years has been wasted.
2: Well, I think the important thing to consider is where is this game being held, right? So where are we playing?
0: We are Um, playing in Argentina.
2: That's right. So there is well less than seven days turnaround between playing in Argentina and playing the Springboks. And the Springboks... Uh, showed the way in 2019 and they are repeating that same plan this year where they've split their squads and they're sending almost effectively two starting teams on either side of the world in order to start the two games so where it is a little bit misleading is that when you're playing in, with such jet lag and you're playing less than 7 days and there's no chance of there trust me there's no chance of recovering from the jet lag properly um, within seven days, is that the, our expectations need to be a little bit uh, reduced. What we want to see is good performances. We want to see cohesion. But if you really want to win both games, you almost have to have two separate squads.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, look, you might be right, but it's no excuse. The All Blacks win. That's what they do. And if we continue to accept anything else, we start to, as I said earlier, I think we start to diminish the All Black brand. Ironically, that brand is what actually makes us more appealing than perhaps other international sides commercially. So I think there is, I I think they've got to be very, very careful. Uh, John, uh, no, let's go back to you, Stephen. So what are you expecting when this team is named tomorrow um, from Ian Foster? Are we going to see pretty much the shadow 15 that we saw sort of towards the end of last year with the likes of Rico Awani, um, Barrett as your midfield combination, uh, De Groot, the likes um, of Lomax up front, uh, your loose forward trio of Sam Kane, um, Artie Severe, and possibly, possibly um, Scott Barrett?
1: I, I think so. What I, I must say, and I think John might, might agree with me, I think South Africa may have actually forced Foster's hand a little bit. I reckon he probably went into this particular test thinking, you know what, I'll I'll give a lot of UBs a run. But I think South Africa may have just forced his hand. And I know we always think about the game that's in in front of us. So I think he'll still want to get a decent amount of combinations um, to the team that he puts out on, on the weekend. What is it, Sunday morning in Mendoza? Um, and boy that that's a long journey as well it's not an easy yeah. part of Argent, Argentina to get to um, I'm still expecting a core of experienced players um like I, I think he'll still start with his probably his two best props in the Groot and, and, and Lomax, but I do think along the way he'll have to rest you know some of the guys from the Crusaders that have had big minutes.
0: Boy, they've convinced everybody about dumbing it down. I've got to disagree with you, Steve. I, I, I just, yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to go the other way. I think it's, it's that sort of rhetoric that's part of the reason why we're not the side we once oh. were. We've just got to harden the stuff up. I mean, it's been, it's been a couple of weeks now since Super Rugby. It's like I don't know how much recovery you do need, but look, we can agree to disagree on that. Uh, w- what are you expecting, John?
2: Well, what I want to see is I want to see cohesion. I want to see uh, players knowing where whoever's inside and outside of them in their regular positions, knowing where they're going to be, knowing um, what the support lines are, knowing the structures, uh, because uh, knowing where your your teammate is, both on defense and on attack, is going to be essential when it comes to the pointy end of, of a knockout competition like the World Cup, and it comes down to that last 15 to twenty minutes, uh, where you know you you pulling on all your reserves of your be that mental and physical and and uh, whatever is left inside your spirit, but knowing that you where your your teammates are and that they're going to be there, um, that's when it's going to count. So I'd I'd like to see cohesion in the structures that we see uh, on the field. That's the main thing that I'm looking for.
0: Okay, or well, let's go through this. Who starts at fullback, Steve? And who would you have starting at fullback? So, who's Ian Foster going to start at fullback, and who would you have at fullback?
1: Oh, listen, I think this is the perfect opportunity to bring in a, a Sean Stevenson and start him at, at fullback. Given that you know we've we've seen the likes of d at, at at fullback before, I don't know if he's an international fullback. For me, Stevenson takes a lot of. Boxes in and around international rugby his ability to take take high kicks. Got a great kicking game. For me, Stevenson starts at fullback. You want to see what this guy is, guy is all about, and just give him that opportunity.
0: Okay, but does Ian Foster start him at fullback? That's who you want.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> not
1: not totally convinced. I I think you'll start Baden Barrett at fullback.
0: Okay, and what about you? What about you, John, on this one?
2: Well, to me, Stevenson is the player that should be playing for the All Blacks in the World Cup. Uh he brings a incisiveness and he brings a an attacking bite that and a huge boot on defence as well that adds a whole different dimension to the All Blacks when it comes to facing them. Uh that that's to me the 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 premier fifteen in the country uh that we have available. But whether or not he starts against Argentina, well that just depends because if he doesn't travel, uh, has he travelled? Yes, That's he has. Yes, question. he yes yes he, he, he has, has because then, we, we,
0: then we, we, I would, Will Jordan um, and uh, Fanganuku haven't yes. travelled.
2: Haven't So I would say uh, I would say he should start then. Um, if uh, Will Jordan had been able to travel, I might have liked personally to start him against the Springboks. But um, if he's there and Jordan isn't there, of course I know about uh, Jordan's issues with his inner ear and all of that, which makes sense, then I would say I would start him and he he will start.
0: Okay, so you're convinced that Ian Foster is going to start Sean Stevenson at fullback. I hope you're right. Let's go to the left wing, right wing. Um, Number of players putting their hand up. Are we going to see an All Black debut here, Stephen Harris with Narewa, or are we likely to see Mark Talia, Caleb Clark combination?
1: I'm I'm picking a I'm picking a debut for Imoni Narawa. I think he's I think he's done enough through super rugby. Boy, he's got some serious X Factor, you know, and just just a wonderful ability to get himself in the right position and he's got top end pace. Uh, I think Caleb Clark will be given the other other position, two different types types of winger. But I, I also believe that somebody like Caleb Clark could be playing for his place in the World Cup. In this particular mm. game, because we—I just want to see where he's at.
0: Okay, see so 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 you think Imoni, uh, Imoni Narewa will start? Caleb Clark will start, and you think that's what Ian Foster will do? I, I do. Okay, John.
2: Well, there's so many things to consider here because you've if if you're starting Stevenson. I um, mean, and he's making his debut, and Norea was making his debut in the back three. Then, how much experience do you want on the other wing? And Caleb Clark, I I believe he's not um, best utilized uh, in the Blues uh, setup, um, uh, which is no surprises because that's the sta- that's the case with a lot of players in the Blues setup. But how much experience does he have? Mm, I don't know. Um, and how how long have naroa and um and Stevenson been playing together so that's yeah you know i I, I haven't seen them um running together um in practice so i mean i would like to see it um because they do have some experience playing together um but you, you might you might see him hedge his bets, you know and uh you might see him play someone like just for experience' sake, you might actually see him play Barrett on one of the wings, just so that there can be a calm head there for two debutants. Mm.
0: Okay, so I just need something definitive here, John. So, who are your two wingers, and who do you think will be named tomorrow? My,
2: my two wingers. My two wingers would. I'd go with what um, with what Steve was saying, and um, I would. Say I, I think he's gonna he might name
0: Barrett um, on the wing. Okay, interesting. Let's go back Jordy. to let, let's go to the midfield. So Geordie Barrett on the wing, which then means how does our midfield look, Stephen Harris? So last year, at the end of the year, we had Geordie Barrett at second five, we had Rico Awani at center. We do have Anton Leonard Brown back. Uh, mind you he's been suspended, so he's not available for this game. So who is your midfield combination?
1: For, for me, you want the combination that you're going to put up against South Africa next week because you're gonna need two guys who've played a little bit of rugby together, both Barrett and Ioane for me i mean say so we've all i mean so we pretty much agree we don't agree that Ioane's a center but i i think they've just probably given them too much uh, opportunity in that um and center juicy to to look another avenue so for me Geordie Barrett and, and Ioane, are your midfield combination,
0: and you think that's what Ian Foster will do? I do, and that's what you'd do. Yes, John.
2: What are our other options at thirteen on that squad?
0: A great question, actually. I'd need to bring the squad back up in front of me. Uh, Rico um, I'm just trying to. Who was our? Who, who were our midfield backs picked at centre? And Anton, Anton leonard Brown, who was suspended, Jordy Barrett. There's one more. Oh, oh, oh Braden Enor or Dallas McLeod. My apologies.
2: Um, I don't think he's going to go with Braden Enor at this stage. At the start of the season, um, yeah. You see, if if it was a, if Anton leonard Brown was was available, then I would amend my previous. Uh, uh, suggestion I would say he'd start Yuani uh, on the wing and he'd have Barrett and Anton Leonard Brown starting on the weekend but I think he might it's I think it's too mi- too many uh, mixes and matches um there if uh two depth chance at 15 and and on the wing so I'm with um, I'm with Steve I think um mm-hmm. I think that you'll probably see Yuani um and then the question is who is he going to play at 12? Because, uh, you, you know, the Anton Leonard Brown preferably is at 13, but he can move in and out at an emergency. And you've got to think also if players are going to come off, you probably have eno on the bench, but I'm, I'm not sure he's going to pick at 12. I, that's one way I'm going to um, really sit in the, on the fence post and say I'm not sure.
0: Mm, okay. First 5-8, I think everybody probably agrees Richie Mwanga will get named, and I think probably everybody thinks that Richie Mwanga probably should start, or, or... Uh, no. John, no. I think you might possibly go the way of the Chiefs.
2: Um, yes, and it's not because I live in Hamilton. Um, I've long maintained <laughs> that, that D-Mac is a 10, right? He is exceptionally talented and can do a job for you at 15 but we have seen in this last season uh, the effect of him playing senior level rugby, at just below, of course, just below uh, international level for an extended period of time in Japan where he's been entrusted with running the ship and controlling the game. And that's where he spent his whole youth growing up and playing is at 10. And he is, to me, going forward. And then that might be an easy thing to say because we know that um, Moanga, Richie Moanga, is going overseas uh, next year. But to me, I would, both this year and the next five years, I would build the entire team around Mac, because his defense is extremely solid, especially considering his size. His ability to read the game is great. His goal kicking is uh, of the highest caliber, takes a huge amount of pressure off other positions. Um, his ability to uh, control the game positioning with kicking is great and he is an extreme threat with the ball in the hand um, coming into whatever gap is available whether it's taking it up on the open side or the blind side now whether or not that's going to take place I don't think so I think they will go with Moanga because of the years invested in them and what I'm going to say about Moanga here is I want to just be fair to him he plays all of his rugby behind the Crusaders pack barring when he plays international rugby And the Crusaders' pack are almost never, ever bested. So he is continually getting the ball in a clean, front-footed platter given to him because the Crusaders' forwards are almost always dominant. So come international rugby time, when on a very small number of occasions when he has to play on the back foot and the all black forwards are under the pump for instance like when they're going, and it's going to happen when they play the springboks when the springboks play their first choice and they bring um their bomb squad off the off the bench and every one of those players that come off the bench would all be in the all black squad and they're coming as they're coming in for the last 30 minutes he is going to be under pressure and he doesn't get to play like that but D Mac does because the the Chiefs forwards are not as dominant. So anyway, that's my personal theory of what the All Blacks need. But he's, I think he's definitely going to go with Moanga.
0: Stephen,
1: I'd, I'd I'd like to see Foster go with D Mac as well. I I do like the combination that he's got, the synergy that he'll, that he'll that he'll have with sort of Narawa. And and players like that, he just seems to know how to get himself in in the right position also. Stevenson as Mm. well. I think it's really important that you actually have Mm. those combinations, those 9, 15, 14 combinations. You know how they play. I don't think, you know, it would be hard to be in Richie Moanga with, with those particular combinations. If we had a Will Jordan playing or available, then Moanga would be my choice. But for this particular game, I think D-Mac's done enough. And boy, John made some great points about yeah. his improvement. It's it's just been massive. going
0: Yeah, I'll I'll come in though. I, I felt D-Mac was actually better when he played out a little bit wider. I felt he was better when he was playing sometimes more at fullback. And I, I'll argue, I'll use the same argument that I guess John used against Richie Mawanga, um, I think, when they came up. I think D-Mac against the Crusaders in that final, and I think also in the game against the Reds, and possibly, and, and possibly the game, and also the game against the Brumbies. I, I think DMAC again, situation where he wasn't given as much room. Yeah, looked yeah certainly yeah didn't look as comfortable. Let's uh, yeah I'm not as big a fan on DMAC as perhaps you two are, but look that's the debate. That's what we want him to have. Uh, let's go to halfback because I think that one pretty much picks itself, doesn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Stephen. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, I, I agree. We don't even have to mention his name. We know it is.
0: <laughs> so Smith starts at half back. Any? D- yep. Yes. Okay. Well, let's just quickly. Who starts off the bench then? Do they give Roy an opportunity?
1: Stephen. Um. I. You know what? I don't think they will. I think they'll no. probably put Finlay. I think they'll put them like Finlay- Christie. On because you know, if you if you think about it, if you lost if Smith went down in the first five or ten mm-hmm. minutes, they'd, they'd want they'd, they'd want somebody with a bit of ex- experience. I'd be I'd be super surprised if Roy got some got some got some game time. I just feel that he might be one of these selections. They just want to have him around the squad to see what mm. see what he's all about, see how he's how he's trained, see how he he preps but I just have a funny feeling he might be one of these players that doesn't get a lot of game time which is unfortunate.
0: Okay, 21 and a half minutes after 8, you are listening to SENZ we are sort of trying to preview trying to Mm -hmm. uh, predict the way this all black team might look when it is announced tomorrow, so we've got two fine gentlemen on the programme, I've told them remind themselves of that, two fine gentlemen Uh, both people I've got huge respect for when it comes to their rugby now Stephen Harris who's a stalwart really of club rugby here in Auckland and Northland rugby particularly and um, our South African correspondent John O'Connor, we're going to take a quick break if the boys are okay with that and we'll come back and have a look at the forward pack We are trying to predict or trying to have a discussion anyway in regards to this first all black team which is to be named tomorrow to take on Argentina first test of 2023 two fine distinguished gentlemen Stephen Harris, a store and um, northern rugby man, and our South African correspondent, John O'Connor, trying to dissect or trying to read the minds of the all-black selectors, but also giving their own thoughts on who they would have run out onto the park, and following this will open the lines, and you can have your say. Right, gentlemen, let's move on to the loose forward trio. John O'Connor, who is your eight, your seven, and your six? You've got Artie Severe, you've got Dalton Papa you've got Luke Jacobson, you've got Sam Kane, you've got Sammy Penny Finau, you've got Shannon Rizal, potentially, potentially Scott Barrett.
2: Mm. Uh, by the way, while during the ad break, I suddenly had a thought. I wonder if if um, if they're going to start Finley Christie with um, with Richie Moanga if Moanga starts and bring Aaron Smith off the bench. Just a thought. Um I would, my, my 8, 7 and 6 uh, would be, I would want to get them going uh, and as soon as possible because I think this, even though midfield is an, is a potential issue for the All Blacks, I think this is the thorniest problem for the All Blacks is the balance of the loose forward trio. Uh, we know that Sam Kane is going to be a first choice starting and um, he, he, I believe rightly should be because there's such a shortage of traditional New Zealand number sevens. Um, I think that um, that Ardy's best position is at eight. I don't believe he's a true seven, although he can do a job for you there. And um, when it comes to six, uh, I think that it's either going to be, uh, for me, I would probably start uh, Shannon Frizzell um, and I might keep Luke Jacobson uh when it comes to uh, starting him against the the Springboks the following week. Um, But I think that he might start Luke Jacobson at six and have Frizzell come off the bench.
1: Steve? Well, I'll I'll be honest, John, and I didn't speak before before you had us on tonight, but I was thinking exactly the same loose forward trio. And yeah, Jacobson... As a guy who's just been so impressive, especially on the offensive tackle, boy, he he hits yes. really, really hard. And I, listen, yeah. I think he probably earns a place on the bench, if not, if not, if not starting the of of I think once again, Frizell is one of these players that I think they've given some opportunities, and he's, but he's just gone and fits and starts. There, there yeah. are probably times that. Um, kind of he goes a little bit quiet in some games. You might you he might be good in the first half and then he and then he buttons off. But to be brutally honest, he's when he, when he's on, he, he's very good. And I thought at times during that end of end of season tours last year I, I actually thought he played some good good rugby. Probably just needs more consistent game time. I agree about Sam Kane, he's your skipper, he's got a start. And Ardi Savia well he hasn't had a, had much rugby in the last last few weeks, hasn't he, since the Hurricanes were uh, eliminated from Super Rugby, so he should be fizzing. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, you know, if you had, if you did have um, Ethan Blackadder available, he's my six. Um, I, I still was so impressed by Luke Jacobs and I'd play him at eight and I would have actually played Ardy at seven and I wouldn't actually have room in that team for Sam Kane. I think he, again, I think he's been given plenty of opportunity. Yep, Super Rugby might be his level. I, I I, I don't know. I, the Part of the All Blacks over the years, it's always been one year of X Factor for the All Blacks tradition. he's always been in the loose. Um, and we clearly have it with Artie Severe. It's 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 an interesting one, but I think they'll go Artie Sevier tomorrow. Sam Kane clearly will start in the seven jersey. The sixth one will be a fascinating one. Um, you know, who starts at lock might have an impact in terms of where Scott Barrett starts and it wouldn't surprise me if Scott Barrett's not started in the number 6 jersey Right, let's move on to lock Let's start with you Stephen um, I think the two locks
1: for me, pick themselves uh, Barrett, Barrett and Retellick you go go with your, your two experienced heads you know, let's not underestimate this, uh, um, this Argentinian team, they've got, they've got some tough nuts in their pack, starting with Loviney we all know what a, a, a tough rooster <laughs> he is, and um, I, I think I think you've got to get this combination going because I think they will have to roll out these two guys again next week against South Africa um, if they can get through this game injury free. Your two best locks, you start with them,
2: Steve. If I gave you over under twenty five minutes uh, for Lavanini to get a yellow card,
1: are you going <laughs> over yeah. or down the under? <laughs> um, I would give them um, Anders to get a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, probably me too. <laughs> um, I
2: think that when it comes to to locks, uh, again, as Steve said, the the first choice locks, uh, it's it's immediately apparent to everybody. The question is who is backing them up, um, and what might actually happen is that Barrett might be on the bench to provide cover for a uh, loose forward and at lock, right? So um, you can say to the locks, uh, empty the tank. And as they, you know, their track performance, um, yeah, how many locks, how, how how many locks, sorry, how many rucks um, the players are hitting in their particular channel that they're playing in or how quickly they're getting up off the ground. And if their tank is emptied, then they can bring Barrett on. Uh, the question, though, becomes, um, again, Steve mentioned, you want to focus on the game in front of you. But South Africa, I just had a look in the in the break as well, uh, who South Africa has chosen to send to New Zealand and not play against Australia. And they have pretty much nailed their colours to the mast because they have sent the core of their first choice, starting uh, eight. To New Zealand. So that's Malcolm Marks. It's both starting locks from the last World Cup, Ezabeth and Diaga. It's Kwaka Smith who is going to be starting as a first choice um, because Kalisi is still injured until hopefully just before the World Cup. It's Jasper Visa who's the English Premiership players, Player of the Year at eight. Um, it's, the, it's Stephen Kitsoff. Uh, Faf clack, Clark as well it's Mapimpi, Cheslin Colby, Damon Delende so they're sending the core of their first choice starting 15 to New Zealand and they obviously have a plan as they're going to come big time in the forwards and so the question then becomes is do they want to play uh, Whitelock in this game this week off the bench so that they start him as fresh as possible the following week against the Springboks
0: yeah, I, I I go, I mean, Sam Whitelock, simply because the ongoing Achilles issue is the only question mark. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still with Barrett and Whitelock, and I go with Scott Barrett at six, and, yeah, and then maybe you rejig it a little bit later. Um, Look,
2: I think, I think they might go Scott Barrett at six against the Springboks because the Springboks will be coming with five, and then the Springboks have got five locks that they will bring um, three of them already being here, but they'll have five potential uh, locks, all of whom would make the All Black squad. And four of them will probably challenge to start next to Sam Whitelock yeah. at the moment. But, uh, uh, John, so uh, John, they might, they might play him at six to give some sort of competition in the line-out to the Springboks. Otherwise, it's just too much hype that they'll have. Uh, uh,
0: John, I just need to remind you, okay, because I know you love your South Africa, and I know you won the last <laughs> World Cup, but we did actually beat you at that World Cup we beat those players that you did talk about with, I think, a fairly average all-black side. So, yeah. I'm not going to put them up there on some sort of legendary bloody status. Now, if you're talking about the French, then I'd probably be a little bit more concerned. But anyway, I just needed to remind you of that. Yes, you won the World Cup, but we did did actually win that little battle at the time, but you won the war, fair enough. Um,
2: I I just remember last November seeing after 15 minutes Seeing the faces of the French forwards who hadn't played the Springboks for a few years, and the absolute deer in the headlights shock that that was on the for, the faces of the French forwards because they were that they, they had some of those players had never played against South Africa, which is the same story for some of the uh, New Zealand debutants. They've never even played a Super Rugby game against the South African team, mm. and and um, there's no question that when it comes to a forward pack, right, which is only part of the game, that there's no other, when it comes to depth, there's no other team that the All Blacks are going to come up, or any team that is going to come up against that Springbok pack. It is...
0: my, My concern, John, with South Africa, and I'm going to digress here, my concern with South Africa, I think you're a brilliant side at getting up against the All Blacks. But I think you've also had a history then of dropping your bundle a week later against lesser sites. I'm going to to suggest in this Rugby World Cup that you're going to get beaten by Scotland and not progress to the quarterfinals. And I don't say that maliciously. I think Scotland are going to come in here and they are going to prevent either Ireland or South Africa from going through.
2: Well, the beauty of Scotland is that although they don't have the player stocks, their structures mm. and the, the cohesion that they play with is just outstanding, mm. especially among the forwards. I mean, New Zealand is part of that legacy because of the Scottish influence in New Zealand in when wow. it comes to rucks and control of rucks and, and, and being able to fall back and still defend and clear a ruck. All of that's part of that Scottish DNA. So what you're saying is not beyond the bounds of possibility. Mm.
0: Yeah, no. Look, just putting that one out there right now, and I don't I seriously don't mean it in a malicious way, or trying to put the boot into South no, Africa and trying to get I one mean, up. You, never, no, no, no. Never. Hey, look, I'm, I'm running out of time here, and I've got some commercial requirements. So, look, I just want to quickly go to the front row, uh, Stephen. Who's your who's your starting three? Is it Lomax, De Groot and Cody Taylor, or do they start Tucky Ahel?
1: You know what? I have a funny feeling they're actually going to start Coles, and it's really more about sort of protecting your. Your other two hookers—they've just come out of that super final, and like personally, I'm just trying to get into the head of um, of of Ian Foster. Um, Well, if Ian uh, Foster's got a brain,
0: if Ian Foster's got (laughs) a brain, he'll just pick his best bloody team and win.
1: (laughs) But that's what I think he'll do. I think he'll, yeah, the great Lomax, and for me, Dane Cole's is your starting.
0: Starting hooker. Yeah, I I just don't think you can... I I just think you've got to get off the mark. You you just can't leave Cody Taylor out, in my opinion. What do you think, John?
2: Um, I think that the... I'm actually here with with Steve. I I would like to see Dan Cole start, although, to me, he wouldn't be in the... If there was a World Cup final being played on Saturday, he wouldn't be playing. But I would like to see him play. I'd like to see him get some cohesion, because remember, you know... uh, Injuries are a possibility before the World Cup, and I would like to see um, uh, probably uh, Cody Taylor coming off the bench. What I think that they will do is I think that they will uh, start uh, Samasone-Tokyo and have Cody Taylor coming off the bench. Yeah, um, yeah. following the following week, I would have Cody Taylor starting against the Springboks and uh, Tokyo coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, well, see, my belief is you just... The 15 or 23 that start tomorrow, the majority of them, 99% of them start the following week. Oh, I'm just sick and tired of chopping and changing and mixing and matching and convincing themselves they're tired convincing themselves of damn jet lag gear. Yeah, you'll make the odd little change in terms of maybe one player starting the other coming back on the bench and rotating but Christ we've got to move on God we've got to stop overthinking this damn stuff and just get out there and bloody play and put your best damn players on the park and if a player gets injured you bring your next best And you know it's killing the damn game here it's killing the All Blacks and I've had a gutsful of it and scientists once told us the damn earth was flat now they're telling us our players oh they're tired I've had a gutsful anyway that's me well, I don't think that the issue... Is, Steve can, Steve I'm going to have to take a break, t- boys. So f- f- final thoughts. Yep.
2: Well, I think we need to build a squad, right? We've well, been Dan doing Dan it for Col- three
0: damn years, mate. Three years, John. And we've lost a lot of bloody tests in building.
2: <laughs> I, I
0: We're the damn All Blacks. We win Col- 80% of our games.
2: Dan Coles needs time in that team. Dan right? Coles is needs- yesterday's Bro. man. Well, he's the guy that's there.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm.
2: right. If he gets called in and he hasn't had proper scrummaging with those with his other front rows, there's a problem. I don't know what you think, Steve.
0: Oh, well, he can play some senior club rugby and some NPC. Oh, John, uh, Steve, yeah. final thoughts.
1: Oh, oh, listen, just just go out and win, and as John did from the, the the top of the show, just go out and show you've got some structure and. And basically, there's a, we can see, see the improvements that you've obviously made in the back half of last year.
0: Gentlemen, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure. Two very astute, two very fine, two very intelligent, two very good-looking men in a very platonic way.